morning whatever uh episode 128 six justice for the blind just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind used to come morning everybody sunday the lord's day the sabbath here to talk about six or spurs Saturday night. I wasn't even going to do this podcast. I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to come. I thought this was going to be an un, uneventful game, that there would be nothing to talk about and that I would come and talk about the NBA, you know, give a quick overview of what's been going on in the league, you know, what teams look good, uh, teams like the Jazz were surprising us or stuff like that. And instead, I got to talk about this. Uh, I mean, th- this team just a team of tormentors just tormenting my happiness there's just no way i i if you think it's time to panic now you're this is not the game to panic it's either earlier the last two games or you wait and say later that's how i feel i i, I people lose to bad teams all the time. It happens. It's whatever. It's Saturday in Philly with a noted night nighttime guy, you know, who played like shit last night. But he's back. But he's back. 0-3. Harden is back, though. Harden looks good again. Does he? Look good the first two games, for sure. For sure. Four for 18 last night. 12 points, 12 assists. I mean, I I don't even know where to begin. Joel looked good. I get you know. Let's start with the box score. I'll start there. How about that? And then you know, I'll let it guide me. I said when we signed. Well, actually, I told a friend of mine uh, when we signed PJ Tucker this summer. He was like, "Oh, that's a good sign." I was like, "It's cool." The thing is, I wonder how long it'll take before Sixers fans realize that PJ Tucker is not their answer. That PJ that there will be games where PJ Tucker doesn't score points. Where he he does nothing but yell and uh, you know, and he hasn't hit the game where he hasn't scored points yet. He's been you know somewhat productive, I guess. You know, um, shot two threes yesterday. It's not really a, a, enough threes to be a threat, I would say. And his defense has been let's chalk up his defense to tough matchups. So what is he going to do against Tatum? What is he going to do against Giannis? I don't really know what PJ Tucker is here for. I don't know. Wh- I mean, I get for the toughness, I guess thing. Sure. Toby. Oh. Toby has strings sometimes that are just so awful that I just want to cry. <laughs> and in all fairness, it doesn't take much to make me cry. I cry often, but I rarely cry from frustration anymore. But Tobias, man, he gets me there. He gets me there. Let me tell you. I mean, my man, he, you know, he was, listen, 15 points, four rebounds, two assists. Okay. Six for 11 shooting. That's not bad. Three for six from three. That I do like that. But just the ones that we need, he never, ever hits. I, don't, I can't even remember him hitting a big three necessarily. It feels like he just never hits the one we need. There was a, a, a play in the second quarter, back-to-back plays were first. 
wide open corner three-pointer. He misses, and I knew he was going to miss. I, I had called it and laughed. When he missed, I started laughing because I knew it. And then the very next play gets an offensive foul called on him. Now, the offensive foul wasn't bad, but the offensive foul was whatever. You could run, you could argue that it wasn't an offensive foul. He kind of pushed off a little bit when he was in the air with his left arm. It wasn't that serious. Going up against the center, it's fine. The thing is, it doesn't matter. Because, as I said last year, that that with refs who look at Tobias, they call calls on him because he isn't good. Because they're like, oh, oh, that's awful. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> no. No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care that you were fouled. It doesn't look good. Whistle. Foul on you. Because you fouled all of our eyes. <sighs> Joel played great. The first quarter, he looked awful. He came out, was moping. Uh, didn't get back on offense. I want to see uh, throughout the night. He didn't get back on offense on a few different possessions, uh, any type of transition. He just doesn't get back. And then on defense, there was a couple possessions. You know, as I said, he, he lays down on the ground. Now they want to say, well, maybe uh, his foot uh, actually bef- pause before I go any further further. I want to correct something against the Bucks. I said that Grayson Allen hit that three-pointer. Tobias needs to be watching Grayson Allen. The problem was Tobias was watching Grayson Allen. Instead of sticking to his man, Wes Matthews, who got wide open, and Grayson Allen passed it to him. So I confused myself, and I wanted to get that straight because it was pissing me off. Anyway, back to the, to the, the original uh, uh, program. In the first quarter, Joel's energy looked off, looked awful. I mean, he, he just looked like he didn't want to be there, looked miserable. And then something happened. At one point, it looks like he got irritated by something. And then in the second quarter, when he came back in, he started looking more active on defense. And then in the second half, was really active on defense, super on offense, scored 27 in the second half, was absolutely dominant offensively throughout the game, really. I mean, he was just dominant, 14 to 25. Um, The thing is, is that there's no joy in this. And that's the the big thing. When you're watching this team, I'm telling you, you just watch a game from last year to a game compared to a game this year. There is like zero joy in Joel right now when he's playing. So even when he's playing well, it doesn't look good because there's no swag. There's no gumph to it. He just looks like a guy who's scoring because sometimes it's time to score now. Um, his defense is, is not really good. I mean, you saw him multiple times get moved by Yako Pertl. Again, I've said m- multiple times, we can say whatever once. Joe is not a great, a great rebounder in general. And our team is awful at rebounding. I mean, I, we have the, James is the shortest, the second shortest player on in the starting lineup. And he has the second most rebounds behind Joe. Um, Toby is six, a, he sometimes is a good rebounder. Sometimes he isn't. PJ Tucker had four rebounds, which looks good in the context of his production. Cause he had four points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. And then you look and he's up, but he played 30 minutes though. Our rebounding is awful. We just don't grab rebounds. Um, Joel had 13 rebounds, which is good. He He's averaging, uh, I think he's averaging about 13 rebounds right now per game this season through three games. You know, it's early. Um, but it's impressive. As I've said a million times, he's just not a good rebounder. And Pirtle multiple times, the two big offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter that we desperately needed. Now, Doc said that he had uh, plantar fasciitis throughout the summer, and he's working himself back into shape. But wh- how didn't we know about that? How didn't we know about that? You know, that's the shit that, that listen, maybe the, if, if he had plantar fasciitis and he's not comfortable, like that could be for sure a great explanation as to why his, um, when you don't have your legs and when your feet hurt, as someone who's experienced this and stories from LA Fitness, when you have bad feet and they're hurt, playing basketball is no longer fun. 
it's not a fun thing to do. You know what I mean? So you could definitely make that argument. I don't think that's the reason because that doesn't explain why everybody's vibes are off. Maxie doesn't look like he's having a good time, does he? Do you think Ma when I when you watch Tyrese Maxie, does he look like the, the fun, carefree kid from last year? He don't look like that to me. The fun, sweet kid with the great skincare routine? He don't look like that. He looks miserable. Tobias, uh, Tobias is like Tobias. PJ is just yelling at people in general, so I don't know. I mean, he probably yells his Starbucks order. Latte, grande. Our bench is pathetic. Niang scored points. He had eight points. That's good. He had eight point. He had the famed, I scored points and did nothing else stat line. A turnover and a foul and nothing else. No rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, nothing. Just eight points. Efficient. Dan Wellhouse, two points, a block, an assist, two rebounds, two turnovers. Montrez. Let me see if I'm reading this. Two rebounds. It's a zero. A zero there. A zero. Not even a turnover or a foul. Zero points. Okay. Nine minutes he played. He played nine minutes for us. And just zeros. Matisse played yesterday for three minutes. 0 for 1. Let me see if I see this. Zero. Uh, zero rebounds. Zero assists. No steals. No blocks. No turnovers. No fouls. No points. Oh, okay. He has one stat. And it's a field goal attempt in three minutes. Okay. De'Anthony Melton. Let's see here. Three rebounds, one assist, two steals. Okay, zero, zero, zero points, zero for three. Hmm. Wow. Okay, we had ten points from our bench, who played a combined. Uh, let's see, quick math: thirty-two, forty-eight, fifty-seven, sixty minutes. <laughs> that can't be right. Two forty-eight. Yeah, sixty minutes. 60 minutes, like the CBS program. They played a combined six, 60 minutes, had 10 points. One block, one assist, uh, two assists, I'm sorry. One block, two steals, two assists, seven rebounds. 10 points and seven rebounds in 60 minutes. A per 60 of 10 points and seven rebounds. <laughs> per 60. <laughs> hey, wasn't uh, Daryl Morey good at his job? Remember, you told me that. I've been arguing a while that he wasn't that really impressive, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. No problem. I want to I want to point something out here on the Spurs. Just 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 a, just one guy, Keldon Johnson, thirty two minutes plus 13, 21 points, one steal, eight rebounds. Last year when all of the negotiations were happening, we were seeing all these stories leak. Now. Again, take this with a grain of salt. These are leaked stories. We don't know how true they are. There was a story about us trading Ben to the Spurs for DeJounte and Lonnie Walker. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, I love DeJounte. I love DeJounte. I would absolutely love to have him. Why can't you do a Ben, Matisse, a couple draft picks, and turn that into DeJounte and Keldon Walker? Keldon Johnson, I'm sorry, and Keldon Johnson. And then we could have DeJounte, Maxi, Keldon Johnson, Tavares, and Joel to essentially take the same team we had last year 
and upgrade a bunch of positions. Just the adding attribute points to all the positions across the board, but the team's core stays the same. The way we play stays the same. I didn't want James here for the very reason that we're witnessing. Last night, I had a crazy realization. I said, oh, wait a minute. Are you telling me Fat James with the bad hamstring was actually a better contributor to winning than in-shape James who wants to dribble all fucking day? Yeah, because he was all in his feelings. He couldn't move, so he wanted to pass the ball more often, get it up ahead without him having to touch the ball. Just see, all he wanted to do was move around the perimeter. The problem is he don't move without off ball. And then when we need a scorer in crunch time, he didn't offer that. Someone who could break down the defense to take pressure off Joel. And now, instead of staying the same type, whatever, he see, our, my, the homie Vic yesterday texted me. He said, so what happened? James only wants to be a point guard when he's with Kevin Durant. And I said, I think that James doesn't know what a point guard is. And we have to reframe the discussion around what he thinks a point guard is, as opposed to what we think a point guard is. You know what I mean? When he has a bad hamstring and can't move, sure thing. He wants to pass the ball to everybody else. Can't do anything. He wants to get the assist. A genius, the great passer, incredible passer, just great at getting the ball places. Really good at getting the ball places where they need to be. But he's not a point guard. Those are different things, as we know. And Victor knows. Victor knows. I'm not educating him on anything. Just wanted to give him a different way of looking at this. He's not a point guard. But it's crazy to think that last year in those 40 games, 30, 40 games, including the playoffs that he played here, how much better he was making the other guys around him. To this year, everyone seems to have taken a step back. Maxi has not been good this season. He's shooting 25% from three. Think about that. In the, in the preseason, when he didn't play with James, he was shooting like 60% from three. It was wild. It was incredible in the preseason, having fun. We're having fun. You know, like Jackie Moon. He's having a great time. Now, Harden is back in the lineup. Maxi looks fucking miserable to the max. Joao don't look happy. Nothing looks good. And all Daryl did was rest. I'm getting, he's just resting on the laurels of the Rockets. Think about how fuck how he's fooled y'all. He's fooled all of you. My man was successful on the Rockets with this team he built. To be clear, no GM works alone. All right, I want to put something out there. Sam Hinkie got famous for working on the team under Daryl. That's why Sam and Daryl were close. Both of them heavy into analytics, the whole thing, all right? But Daryl works part of a team. And in that team, with all these analytics, this is what they believed. And those analytics can take you really, really far. And they went ahead and pulled a lot of trades. Got P.J. Tucker was a great trade at the time, you know, identify Danwell House. The thing is, all these other players, when you have a guy like James in his prime, same thing with LeBron in his prime, these perimeter guys in their prime who command so much attention, a lot of average players and below average players and G League guys start looking really, really good to you. Understand Isaiah Hartenstein, who's playing great on the Knicks, who's been playing great for the Knicks for him. I, I love Hartenstein. Played great, playing great for the Knicks. Played great for the Clippers last year. He was on the Rockets. They, I think they traded him for nothing. It was like a throw-in. 
Clint was there. They traded Clint. Clint was great on the Hawks. Clint was great on the Rockets, too, but they wanted to go super, super, super small. This idea that he's this genius GM, I've talked about this for how long, about relitigating his career, his favorite trade. I've said this on the podcast before. You ask him. His favorite trade is when he traded for Kyle Lowry, but he lost Lowry for nothing. I don't know if he traded him to the Rockets or if Lowry went to the Rockets for free. I can't even remember, but he lost him for nothing. It was nothing. How can to think that he can say that was a favorite trade and people be like, yeah, for sure. Look at Kyle's a Hall of Famer, going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Wait a minute, but then how come he wasn't on the Rockets anymore? If he identified this great player, traded for Dwight Howard, didn't recognize that Dwight and James could never fucking mesh. You never play together. Dwight's <laughs> and James. <laughs> then they traded for Chris Paul. That worked somehow. That was a stroke of luck. That worked because Chris Paul is the, one of the greatest point guards of all time and can play next to anybody, but has a personality that's bristling, and so it kind of doesn't last forever. That didn't last forever. Then compounded it, the, the Russell Westbrook thing. You can believe whatever you want to say. That was either Raphael Stone who said he wanted Russell Westbrook, whoever it was. They've decided not to assign any blame to Maury because trading for Russell Westbrook doesn't fit within the scope of things that Daryl Morey likes to do. Fair. Comes here and just tries to rebuild the exact same team. Just tries to rebuild the exact same team. I've been, I said this and I got into, not, not even an argument, but I was talking to a friend of mine last night about the Anthony Melton. And again, I said, what are we expecting the Anthony Melton to do? Here's the thing. If the Anthony Melton was so good, then why would the Grizzlies have moved on to him, moved on from him for essentially nothing? If he was this guy that was like, we moved on from him for nothing. I mean, they moved on from, from nothing because they had Tyus Jones as their backup. They like Tyus Jones better. I like Melton. I like the Anthony for sure. He's okay. He, he's not going to save us. Listen, this bench is underperforming and it's disgusting. Montrez, another one. I mean, I, I, when we signed Montrez, people, no. Y'all are hype for the man who won a six man of the year award. But watch him. You watched him the last couple of years. All he does is boneheaded dumb shit. And he's six inches shorter. The boneheaded dumb shit from Andre Drummond, at least he was six inches taller and like a Hall of Fame level rebounder. And yeah, I know what I just said. I threw up in my mouth when I said it. Hall of Fame level. Yeah, he is a Hall of Fame level rebounder. He's an incredible rebounder. And you live with the dumb shit he does. But you know what? At least he brings some energy. It's kind of like it can be fun to watch him in, in contained amounts of time. Wish we still had him. We traded him as a throw-in to get James. Somehow, it even make any sense, that fucking trade still doesn't make sense to me. I don't care what anybody says. At the time, I hated it. I still hate it today. We traded mad assets to get James Harden here. Then, three draft picks, uh, 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 the best backup center we've ever had since Joel's been here, Andre Drummond, and Seth Curry, the best shooter, arguably, next to, to, to J.J. Redick that Joel's ever played with. We traded assets to get him here. Why? Well, because Daryl's a one-trick pony. I needed Daryl, as I said in the offseason, I, I said last year before we made it to trade, before we made the trade. Daryl's job is not, the, the great thing that Daryl did was trading for James Harden, sure, right? The reason why it was great was because you identified an asset that 
I'm not going to say James was distressed, but that was underutilized and you saw something in him and felt like, yo, this dude could actually come here and probably be great. You, you couldn't identify that in Darius Garland last year. You didn't identify that in DeJounte Murray leading the, the league in assists this year. Is he leading the league? I think he's leading the league in assists this year. He might be second or third. I don't remember. You needed to identify those guys. That's what you needed to use Ben for. Imagine if last night we had DeJounte and Kelton Johnson with, with, with Joel. I think we'd be 3-0. and Maybe 2-1. and that team has a ceiling. I'll be honest. I love DeJounte. I love Kelvin Johnson. I don't think any one of those guys could be a go-to scorer. Maybe. Maybe they could. You, you don't know. They're still young. And I love DeJounte. You know what I mean? And he has had moments of go-to scoring. And with a player as great as Joel on your team, maybe. But the thing is, when you're, I'm just thinking in terms of if you had to have a, a dick measuring contest with Jamal Murray. I mean, everyone loses except for, except for Steph. Uh, pause. Except for them. If you had to have a, a for, forgive my a dick measuring contest between Dejounte and these guys, who's going to win? Yeah, well, Dejounte's probably going to lose those matchups, but still, great defender, great distributor. I'd have much rather had him younger as well. Why you would make the team older? Joel is 27, 28. Why are you trading a young asset that still has somehow had value in Ben and get? older and then continue to get more older by adding more old players you added james old you got pj tucker the second oldest player in the nba if i'm not mistaken why would you get older how did that help us exactly montrez dan well they're not old but they are old they're old as in oh i'm over them i've had enough of those guys they've been old for years now Dan Well hasn't been able to stick on a team for years. Went from the Rockets. He bounced around, ended up on the Jazz, they, whatever, okay. Montrez, same thing, sixth man of the year. But how come he's been on so many teams since? The Clippers, the Hornets, the, the, the Wizards. Last year, I remember, was on the Wizards last year when he said, I forgot what he said. He said something really tough about, I think it was after they traded Spence. And I think he said something like, yeah, you know, now we're going to go to something, you know, real foolhardy. And they, they, and guess what? He was wrong. The best thing I see Montrez do was uh, win in 2K during the pandemic. I think, I think he lost to Patrick Beverly, though. And they're finally like a finals game. I think he lost. <sighs> Montrez is he's just two chains. We all like two chains, and we're all surprised when he does something good. Actually, no, that's, that's disrespectful. Two chains is way more is better than two chains is better at the stuff he does than Montrez is. I'm sorry, two chains, you don't deserve that. They just kind of look alike. Montrez has something in his car. He may go to jail. I don't want him to go to jail. To be clear, I'm not gonna advocate for that but i'd be cool with him missing time because he has to get his legal situation under control take your time although we have no other backup centers because daryl doesn't like tall basketball players daryl is the only person in the history of the nba who comes into an nba team and says wow we're two tall guys <sighs> i don't like this i don't i don't like the looks of that all oh, these guys are too tall get shorter we got to get shorter I am not an advocate for Doc. 
let's be clear about something. You're not going to hear me sit here and be, to be clear, to go back a year ago or two years ago when we hired Doc and hired Daryl, I did not like that. I didn't, I wasn't happy. So yeah, two years ago, I was not happy about that. I didn't want that Doc and Daryl here. I was immediately opposed to it. I'm not an advocate for Doc. Doc can't fix this. No coach can. There is no coach that's going to come in here and get James to play off ball, to get James to move the ball, because it'll happen a couple possessions before it goes back to the same, okay, that's enough. It's time for me to be James again. Four for 18 yesterday. Played great the first two games. James is back. We're 0-3. That's, that's a correlation. Correlation. Think about that word, a co-relation. That is what the word breaks down to. Two things. They are co-mingling with each other. They are relational. Owen oh, 3, James is back. Those things are together. They are together. Because it's not about productivity. And I'm going to continue hammering this. If you're here to talk about basketball, I'm not here to give you fucking stats. Sometimes I will. Sometimes I will. I'm not here for that on a general basis because I think stats get a little too overblown. Stats are necessary, and they, they help, help – stats help define a game. But the, the story from the game needs to be watched. This was always my argument about Ben and his defense. You can't give me defensive stats to, to explain Ben. You can't. Because when I'm watching him, I'm seeing him giving up open shots. I see him get stuck on screens. I see someone who does a lot of things with his hands is kind of what Russell Westbrook, the fine Patrick Beverly's defense has in the past. He's doing a lot. It seems like he's playing a lot of defense. Watch, watch Ben against Zion. Remove Zion's stat line from the picture and, and remove him making all of those shots. Ben looks like he's playing great defense. He's standing him up. He's moving his hands. And then Zion scores. He's doing a lot of stuff. Looks like he's playing great defense. He's not. Don't come to me with stats. I don't care about James's efficiency this year. I mean, even though it, it just took a dive, no, nose dive here. His turn, his two, his turnovers are down. I'm going to give him credit for that. So far, his turnovers have been really, really down. This is someone who, very oftentimes, is has had eight, nine turnover games. His turnovers are down significantly. So I do want to give him credit for that. And actually, if you can believe this, he has had a couple defensive possessions where I was actually pretty impressed with him. If you can actually believe that. A ton of what we're not impressed with him, which is fine because we know that that's James. He's actually had a few where I was kind of impressed one-on-one. -on -one. Our defense as a whole is a whole. Our defense is awful. Unless Joel is playing the defense that we saw him play last year, especially if you just go back to, the, to, to I think it was game three against the Raptors where it just looked like he was everywhere on defense. As I've said about Tatum, game one, Giannis most games. That's the only way we're going to have a defense that's successful. It's the only way. I think Maxi tries really hard on defense, but he's a little bit too short. He has long wingspan, great wingspan. Against any bigger guards or teams that are going to put you into a blender, it's going to be tough. You're going to have guys who are switching. Because that's the, the problem to me that's crazy about all of this is that you built this team and you never considered who your opponents would be. Our backcourt is mad small. Who can we defend? Well, let's see. Can we defend the, the Celtics backcourt? No. Can we defend the Heat backcourt? Probably not. Can we defend the Raptors backcourt? Yeah, maybe we can. Can we defend the Hawks backcourt? Not many people can. 
so no. Can we defend the Cavaliers' backcourt? In terms of size, we can, but in terms of effort, we can't. Can we def- can we defend if we made it to the finals? Could we defend the Warriors' backcourt? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What was this team that you built here? Of all small guys and Joel. Toby 6'8". Tucker's six, he's 6'4". Six, he plays the three for us. He's 6'4". Maxie, 6'1". James is 6'2". I think James might be 6'2", or 6'3", or something. I don't know. What is this team you built? Where's the defense? The defense, the defensive stoppers that you promised us this offseason. I don't see them. I don't see Dan Well doing a ton of things on defense. Certainly not on offense. Matisse can't play. I don't blame Doc for not playing Matisse, to be clear. I'm not part of the contingent of people that are like, let Matisse play. I'm, hey, it's fine. It's fine. I'm For the first time in my life, I'm going to trust the Doc. I don't know what's going to happen. I think we're going to be fine. And I think that three months from now, people will forget about this start. Actually, three months from now, what's going to happen is like four and four months from now, you're going to start seeing the stories of remember when they started slow. Now, look at them ripped off 10 straight. They're 35 and 15, 35 and 35 and 12. One of the best teams in the NBA. On a 35 and nine run. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could see that happening for us. But when we get back to the playoffs, it'll just be a reminder. Remember this feeling. It'll be a reminder of this. There is no way you lose to the Spurs yesterday. Spurs are two on one. They they on a back uh, they on a back to back, on the second half of a back to back traveling, and you lost to them. Down ten in the third quarter. Another bad third quarter. This is just a rehashing of two years ago when we come out of the third quarter with no energy. Remember last year. We'd come out of the third quarter, and Joel was the leading scorer in the NBA in the third quarters. Remember that? Feels like a decade ago now. What's changed? And I don't want to hear, because I keep seeing people say, oh, it's going to take time, though. You got new pieces. You got a new system. You got a new... Nothing is new. What are you talking about? All the high-usage basketball players have been here now. James was here last night, but made his debut last March. We played March, April, May with him. Then we had an offseason with him. We had training camp with him. We had preseason with him. Don't tell me that guy is going to take time for that. doesn't make sense. Oh, I know what you mean. Really, what you don't know what you're saying is it's going to take time for guys to adjust to healthy James Harden, who's going to dribble the air out of the basketball, ostracize all of his teammates, and make them feel like they don't fucking matter. Oh, yeah, it is going to take time. But the amount of time allotted for that problem is forever. It's eternity. It's never going to happen. You think Joel's ever going to be happy? I said this on my last podcast. Think he'll be ever happy being a screener? No. He doesn't want to screen and roll. Every possession, he wants to fucking cook. Every center in the NBA is like, every basketball player is like that for the most part. They want to cook a little bit. They want to get, you know what I mean? James, Joel wants to be an MVP. Right now, he's not on the list. Right now, he's not on the list. That list is Tatum, who just went off for 40 last night. Joker's, Joker and Giannis are always going to be up there, even though Joker is, they're one and two right now. If, if I'm not, no, they're two and one, but they squeaked out a win against the Thunder. Steph is on that list. 
John Moran is on that list. If you don't know, Ja is incredible. Playing fucking incredible right now. Oh, Pascal's on that list. Pascal had having massive games. I think he scored 37 uh, last night or the night before. Luca's on that list. James Harden is probably on that list before him. You think he's going to be happy with this? Fuck no. There's a balance here. Like I said last podcast, I'm not letting Joe off the hook. Joe, you got to play better defense. I need to see more effort from you on a consistent basis. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck that you're unhealthy or that I'm not unhealthy, but you're out of shape. I'm tired of that narrative. I'm tired of how, how, we, how you had plantar fasciitis this summer and we didn't hear about that is beyond me. That's beyond me. I, I can't even imagine how the fuck that would happen. Why wouldn't the, the, the franchise let them know, hey, Joe had a little plantar fasciitis, so we've had to slow him down on conditioning for a bit. He'll be fine, right, ready to go for the season over. Then we at least we'd know. We'd have an excuse to think that Doc would release it now unless Doc just said that out there because he wants to keep his job. Doc and Daryl was always an uneasy relationship. Doc was supposed to get hired by the by the Rockets originally when Doc was when Daryl was that the uh, when Daryl was the GM there. For some unknown reason, Doc chose not to go there. Then came here. Then a week or two later, Daryl wants out of the Rockets, wants to spend time with his family. And then a week or two after that, we hired Daryl here. Doc was looking at the newspaper like, oh fuck. You think Doc wants to coach an entitled superstar who gets his own plane chartered, forces the entire team to stay at a city for a a night longer, doing crazy shit like that? The stories that you hear about Harden in Houston are fucking wild. You think Doc wanted to deal with that? Absolutely not. And now to hear that a GM, Daryl, who loves James and is the one who gave him that power, is going to come here? You think Doc wanted to deal with that? Probably not. I'm not a fan of Doc. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out. (sighs) Whatever. But they don't hear me, though. But hey, guys. James Harden is back. Okay. Cool. K-E-W-L. Cool. We got the Pacers next. Was that tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Another player that we could have had there, absolutely dominating the NBA. Had five steals yesterday, Tyrese Halliburton. 23-12 and five steals. Wish we had him. Wish we had him. The ugliest jumper I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That shit drops, though. Wish we had him. Plays defense. Wish we had him. We play Indiana. As I said, then we have Toronto. Back-to-back, Wednesday and Friday, home and home. Well, not really a home and home because it's us home. I mean, I'm sorry. We're at Toronto. We're on a long... To be clear, we're on a long uh, road trip starting after tomorrow. Indiana here, Toronto, Toronto, Chicago, Washington, at those places. Then we have a home and home against Washington. Next Monday, Washington, we go there, then they come here. I mean, it's dark and hell is hot. RIP to DMX. So Indiana, Toronto, Toronto, Chicago, Washington. Leave Washington out. This week coming up, Indiana, Toronto, Toronto, Chicago. We could go 4-0. We could go 0-3. I mean, 0-4. All the things are on the table. My guess, we're going to go 2-2. 
split the middle. Not really uh, brave of me. We'll see. I mean, this is disgusting. 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 Our defense, pathetic. But hey, Harden is back. Harden is back. You can blame it all on me. Harden is back. Hope you're all happy about that. Hope you're happy. This is the ceiling of a James Harden team. We won't win a championship while he's here. We can actually pretty much just sail that. Get ready, Sixers fans. If Joel stays here for the rest of his career, which I pray that he does, as long as Harden is here, we can pretty much grab. If you tell me that for the next five years we're going to have James Harden and Joel, we are not going to win a championship. That I can almost promise you. I have seen the story of James Harden play out for generations. I'm like fucking Dr. Strange doing all this. I've seen 3 million, 400 to 5,000, the whole thing. And the one. There isn't a one. It's a zero. Major look. Got him. That's all I got. Did this require? I have no idea. I'm sorry. My internet disconnected for a second. I don't know. I hope this continued uh, recording. If not, then you saw, if it didn't continue recording, you saw a blank out. You may not even hear any of this. Who knows? Otherwise, that's all I got, everyone. Take care. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Black lives matter. Asian lives matter. LGBTQ plus matters. Oh, yeah. Q plus matters. Uh, what else? Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, everyone. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my mind. Used to come in.